Well, you guys, here we are at Benedettiville, and we might skip our intro song this week because uh, the codec USB port just didn't seem to work quite right. So, let's try that again. Sure. Oh, how about that? And we're finally in. Yep. The question was, why wasn't it working? And I, I didn't want to tell anybody the real reason it wasn't working is I didn't push the button. There's a button to push. I didn't push it. Oh, so anyway. I'm so glad we figured that out. Everybody, welcome to the show. It's going to be much better than that Rocky intro. We've got so many exciting things that we can't actually uh, take any time to tell you about it right now. We have to jump right in. Let's jump right in. And uh, we'll, we'll hear the news after this message from our sponsor. Hey there, Geraldine. Oh, oh my goodness, Harold, your teeth. Uh, yeah, what about my teeth? Well, they're filthy. I think there's moss growing on that one. And the salad you had for lunch last week is still sticking to that one over there. Wow, and they're such, they're such terrible colors. Huh, you know... I never really noticed this before, but now that you mention it, my teeth do seem to be covered in years and years worth of food and sugar and other gross things that have started growing there in the meantime. You should brush your teeth. Oh, uh, what? You should brush your teeth, you know, with a toothbrush and toothpaste, scrub around, spit, rinse, brush your teeth. I have never heard of such a thing before. It sounds very strange and very terrifying. Strange? Terrifying? Perhaps, but not as terrifying as having moss growing out of your filthy, food-encrusted mouth. Hi, I'm Toothbrush. You might not like me. You might be afraid of me. You might think that I'm a terrible and annoying part of your evening and or morning, but I'm not. I just want to be your friend. Oh, and brush your filthy teeth. There are only just those two things that I want. A friend and clean teeth? Wow, what a lucky, fresh-smelling day this is turning out to be. For the week of February 25th, here's the news. A new friend is soon to be residing on Richardson Lane. Yoshi, a very friendly 11-year-old Tennessee Walker horse, will be moving in the back of the property, and the family has spent the last few weeks eagerly preparing for his arrival. 
In order to accommodate Yoshi, many changes have been made to the farm. New paddocks have been built and a new fence is underway. Neighboring goats Ashley and Daisy had this to say about all of the construction. Well, my name is Ashley and I'm a goat and I'm terribly excited, let me tell you. <laughs> my name's Daisy and I'm also very excited. I'm a goat. Well, it sounds like everyone exci- is excited for Yoshi to get there. In sports this week, Elias Hirsch discovers the art of archery. Hi everyone, I am Elias and I am here to tell you about archery. Elias, how long have you been practicing archery? About two months. What kind of equipment are you using? Um, I am using a pad for my arm so that um, when I pull back the string, if it hits me, it doesn't hurt. I'm using a trigger that clips onto the string and onto my wrist so that I'm pulling the bow back, the string back with my whole arm instead of just my fingers. That's fascinating. What is your favorite piece of equipment? I think it's the trigger. Please explain to our listeners the kind of skills are you gaining by practicing this sport? Um, I think I'm gaining um, eye coordination, um, strength and patience and balance. Are you enjoying the practice? Yes, I am. Would you recommend it to others? If you have the time. It's, it's time-consuming. Thank you, Elias, for giving us the news today. You're welcome. In other news, Eliana has recently taken a trip to Regal Park and went on a nature walk with her kindergarten teacher from when she was five years old. Going on a nature walk with my teacher, What did you like most about your walk? Well, I enjoyed everything about the walk, but I think my favorite part was being with my old kindergarten teacher because I haven't seen her in a long time. Was there anyone else there besides you? Yes, there was three other people, and there were two kindergartners and one second grader. What parts of Regal did you explore? Well, we explored by the creek and up across bridges, and we explored kind of in the brambly parts in the pass. How far did you think you walked? Well, at the end, we checked um, how far, and it was 1.9 miles. Wow. Do you recommend this hike? Well, I think it is a great walk and amazing views. So, yes. Is there anything else you would like to add? Well, I'd like to add, um, if just if you go there and you take the paths that we walked, which are like the blackberry parts, you might even see some rabbits hopping across the trail or in the blackberry parts. And that is all the news there is to report from Richardson Lane.
Back to you guys in the studio, Geo and Jen. Hey, thanks, you guys, for that great report from Richardson Lane. We're going to take a minute here to listen to a tune by Natalie Merchant. It's called The Adventures of Isabel. And my hope is that this will inspire a little dancing in the kitchen, maybe a little foot stomping. I don't know. We're definitely going to foot stomp here. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the studio. Yes, and we're really excited to bring you this next interview. You see, we here in Benedettaville feel um, it's our duty, feel 
excited and um, yes. and get really charged up when we yes. find people in our community that are champions of the imagination, inventiveness, artistry, and inspiration. And we also believe that some of the most important agents of this industry are teachers. And to that end, this interview this week is with an expert in mycology. Mycology is the study of fungi, a.k.a. mushrooms, Co-founder and science advisor of the Sonoma County Mycological Association, creator of Soma Camp, which funds the Darwin DeShazer Scholarship, this is the man that poison control calls with any mushroom questions, and my very inspiring own high school biology teacher, yes, this week we are interviewing Mr. Darwin DeShazer, and to do the interview, we sent out our very trusty puppet correspondent, Mr. Blue, onto the scene. Blue, take it away. Uh, thanks, Gio and Jen, for the introduction. I am here with uh, Darwin DeShazer, a.k.a. Mr. Mushroom. I'm very honored to do this interview. Um, hello. Hello. Uh, thank you for, for uh, speaking to me, Mr. Mushroom. It's always a pleasure, Mr. Blue. I want to ask you first, because uh, with a nickname like that, that's truly impressive. And uh, how did you get connected to the world of... Of mushrooms, like at what point did it say, uh, Mr. Darwin DeShazer, this is the world for you? You know, like how did that happen? Well, mushrooms grow mainly in the forest, so yeah. I spend time walking in the woods. Oh, I like that. And as a biologist, that's just great. Mushrooms oh. were just one more piece of it. That sounds beautiful. And as you hunt mushrooms, you end up looking for them, looking real closely, oh. and all of a sudden you start to see dragonflies and salamanders, Whoa. snakes. There's all kinds of things out there. Wow. But the big attraction for me is fungi. Fungi. That's cool. Hey, there's a, a society, and the name is uh, rather long. I'm going to attempt it. The Sonoma County Mycological Association. How would I do? Yeah, perfect. All right. And um, I hear that you guys organized groups to go out and hunt mushrooms. Is that right? That's true. Once a month, we go hunt mushrooms and have a potluck. We eat them. Wow. Okay. Um, I have to ask, because in my mind, you guys uh, gather up, right? And then uh, everybody gets, like, their spears, and you get your weapons and stuff. And uh, then you go out, and you're hunting the mushrooms. Is that what it's like? It is, but you have the wrong weapon. Oh, what do Our I need? weapon is a basket. Oh. Uh, pardon me, Mr. Mushroom, but a basket does not sound like a very formidable weapon. No, but that's where we put the mushrooms after we find them. Understood. And then we carry them back in the basket. So the mushrooms are not so much, uh, running hither and thither and, uh, hiding out in caves and such. They're just, um, what does it mean to go hunting for mushrooms, Mr. Mushroom? Well, the mushrooms are stationary. Ah, yes. But they're kind of camouflaged. Oh. They hide in plain sight. What? And your goal, then, is to find them. And it's a lot like an Easter egg hunt. I you love Easter egg hunts. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> you walk through the forest, and you try and find them. That sounds great. Um, let's say that I got really excited about this idea, because I just did get really excited about this idea. Um, what if I wanted to find out when the next mushroom hunt was going to happen? How do I do that? The best place to go is the website for the local mushroom club in Santa Rosa. Okay. It's called somamushrooms.org. Somamushrooms.org. I will check that out. Um, 
Do you think they will let puppets uh, go and hunt mushrooms with them? I think so, as long as you bring your handler. I I will do that. He uh, he he doesn't ever let me go anywhere by myself, even though I would like to. That's good. Safety first. Uh, hey, I say the same thing. Okay, now usually when I say safety first, I'm usually talking about troll safety because I don't like trolls, Mr. Mushroom. Now, if you're out in the forest and you're hunting mushrooms all the time, have you ever seen a troll out there? Not a one. Okay. But you do find gnome trails. Get right out of town. Yeah, little tiny trails. I am coming on these mushroom hunts with you, Mr. Mushroom. I want to I see all these things that you see. Before I get too excited about that, pardon me, I got to ask you uh, another question. Because not only do you love mushrooms, but you like to teach about mushrooms too. Is this right? That's true. The club is an educational club. So we teach mushrooms. We teach how to find the safe ones, how to cook them, and how to enjoy them. When you're really excited about something and you love it, like for you, it is mushrooms. For me, it is jazz music. Uh, do you find a greater joy in sharing that by teaching it? Is that something that you could say or uh, that you could identify with? Yes, it's very, very true. Yeah. You enjoy it so much, you want to share it. Let's say that you're really excited about biology or maybe mushrooms, but you're trying to teach somebody and they just don't seem to get it or they don't seem excited. Has that ever happened? It has happened. And I think teaching is a lot like being a salesman. Oh. Yeah, you have to know your product inside out, forwards and backwards. Gotcha. And you have to be bonded to it. You have to enjoy it. Yeah. And then when somebody doesn't really have the same excitement you have, there's always something on the edge that you can use to excite them with it. Yeah, that's how I feel about that's how I feel about jazz music. Well, you know, there's a whole science to jazz. I do know. I could talk to you about some jazz science all day. Which part do you want to talk about? Uh, the notes? Yeah, yeah. Frequencies, man. We got frequencies. We got rhythms. We got adding up the frequencies to create the harmonies. I I mean... Yep, that's all science. Oh, I have only one last question. Um, The last question, maybe the most important question, because I do love mushrooms, but I love them to eat them. I've never hunted them before, except in a grocery store. Uh, I would love to hunt and find porcini mushrooms. Well, you're in luck. They grow in Sonoma County in lots of locations. Oh, that is great news. That is great news, Mr. Mushroom. Where can I go? You don't have to give me a secret spot, but like in general. In general, you want to hunt under pine trees or live oak. Okay. Uh, I don't know what those are, but I will get a tree book and I will look it up. And I will find some pine and live oaks, and I'm going to hunt some porcini mushrooms. Yep, you have to learn the trees if you're going to do mushrooms. Oh, it's all The other secret is the time. Oh. Porcini season is in November. Wow. Mr. Mushroom, that, the knowledge like starts at mushrooms, but then it encompasses everything. Yeah. That is so cool. They're cosmic. It is super cosmic, man. Hey, uh, well, this interview's over, but I think we'll meet again sometime, maybe in a forest, hunting mushrooms, listening to jazz. Does that sound all right? Sounds good. I'll be listening for you. Well, thanks a lot. You're welcome. All right, back to you guys.
Blue, thank you so much for introducing us to Darwin and getting all that um, information about the mushroom club, the, the mushroom hunting, and that was just really fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, I had to come down to the studio because uh, I was just thinking about hunting mushrooms all week. I just couldn't stop. And it's so, great to have you here. Yeah, hey, um, just so you know, the next time that they're going to go out and do a mushroom foray is on March 17th, and you can get all that info at the website, SonomaMushrooms.org. But wait, uh, I wanted to do something because I was talking about hunting mushrooms and playing jazz, and I found a song that I want to play for you guys because I thought it would be a really great mushroom hunting song. Isn't that great? Can you just imagine the forest right now? Will you take us through this song, Blue? Absolutely, yeah. I want to see Hold what on. you see. Well, yeah, let's just listen for a second. That's Kenny Drew on the piano and that's Niels Hand and Orsted Peterson on the bass. Isn't that amazing bass playing? Listen to that melody. It's just beautiful. What they is doing here, you guys, is they took a, a Danish folk song and then they're playing it all jazzy like. Just the two of them. I brought it in on vinyl because I collect jazz on vinyl. I just had to say that because I have a little uh, soul patch and I feel like those all go together. That man can really play the bass. Right now, I like that part. I think I'm like kind of running through the trees because maybe I saw a real pretty mushroom over there that I wanted to go check out. If you were Danish, you would know the words to this song, but I, I do not understand anything that Danish people say unless they speak English. So I had to get the lyrics for this song and translate them. But listen to what some of these lyrics are. They're very appropriate, I think, to mushroom hunting. <clears throat> In the forest deep, quiet tranquility, where the singer armies dwell, where the soul listened many a time to the bird's happy song, there is, idyllically, quiet peace in the forest solitude, and the heart's longings are quiet here, where peace and rest are. Oh, that's just beautiful. And I know right now you're all out there thinking, how can Kenny Drew be playing the Rhodes keyboard and the piano at the same time? He probably has them set up real close, you know, and just stretches his arms way out. I bet he's got long arms. They're talking to each other now, you can hear them. hearing the birds in the trees talking to each other. You don't know exactly what they're saying, but you can tell they're talking to each other. Oh, what's that that I see over there? Is that a porcini mushroom? Oh, I think it is, because that's a live oak tree, because I've learned to identify them. I'm going to go put it in my basket. Thanks, Mr. Mushroom. I have 
have good dreams. I dream that I can play the bass like that. Yeah. There you go. Thanks for going on that mushroom hunt with me, guys. I think we'll take it on to the next thing now. What's your favorite show? Do you guys like? Do you guys get to watch shows ever? Yeah. Okay. What do you? What's your? What, what do you like to watch? What's, what's a show you like? To watch? Um, I like Smurfs. Mhm. Mm I like Harry Potter. Um, Sophia, yeah. Castle Panda, and Astronauts. Wildcats. Sound of music. Uh, my favorite show is Paul Bunyan. Um, I like watching a show called Lab Rats. It's about these people, and there's three of them, and one has super strength, one has super speeds, and one can, is really smart, and they, um, they discover new abilities as they go. Um, I like Born to Go because they figure out what's making noise or making a mess or trying things on that's noisy. And I also like the um, Maximum Bow Power. Berenstain Bears. What's so great about the Berenstain Bears? Because they're funny. What is your favorite I show? I like Super Monsters. I like Super Masks. What about you? What's PJ your... Masks. PJ Max and Papa Joe and Wild Quest and Shimmer and Shine. Because they go and save the day. My favorite TV show are PJ Masks and a show called Super Monsters. I love Super Monsters. I love Super Monsters. I love Super Monsters. Both of those shows are very exciting. And, then, and uh, they have lots of excitement in them, and you just want to keep on watching it. And so, yeah. I like to watch a show called Clone Wars, and I like to watch, well, I've watched it a few times, a show called Bricklebear. I don't know. I think there's a lot of action in Clone Wars and, like, flying ships and shooting and stuff, so I like that. And... Uh, Brickleberry is a comedy, so I like laughing. Because I really like watching every TV show. It's like I'm going on an adventure. Instead, I'm just watching a TV show. What? Oh, yeah! That's so smooth. Hey, Petaluma. How do you like a little Sunday afternoon butter with your radio? Mwah. That's right, Rocco Blastorius here. Just churning out the silky, creamy grooves. You know, after last week, my little rock sesh, I got a bunch of mail from y'all saying, Whoa, Rocco, chill out, brah. It's Sunday afternoon. And I hear you, bro. I hear you. That's why this week we're bringing you the slick, mellow vibes. Because you know what? The bass is like you or me or your best friend. Or sometimes it's like you just gotta rock and go like, raw, raw, raw. But then other times you're just, whoa, taking her easy. 
So that's what this week's Adventures in Bass is all about. Taking her easy, man. So yeah, just take her easy out there. Rocco Blastorius, out. That sound means it's time for our story this week, ladies and gentlemen. And this week, in honor of how inspiring teachers can be, we have a story about teaching. And it goes like this. I wanted to learn to play the banjo, so I went to find a banjo teacher. But the banjo teacher was not easy to find. The forest of banjo teachers was a dense and frightening place, and I couldn't find any trace of a banjo teacher. I came away discouraged, scratched up, tired, hungry, and without catching the faintest glimpse of the mysterious banjo teacher. I needed to learn how to track a banjo teacher. But finding a banjo teacher tracker was not easy. Banjo teacher tracking masters are not common. The only banjo teacher tracking master lived on an island, and the only way to get to the island was by sailing there on a boat. So, I had to find a sailing instructor. Sailing instructors can be hard to find because they are always out sailing or instructing people how to sail. And I couldn't sail. Yet. So I had to find a way to swim out to where a good sailing instructor might sail by. But I couldn't swim. So I went looking for a swimming coach. The swimming coach was easy to find right there by the side of the pool, yelling at all of the swimmers. She said she would teach me. But only if I could defeat her at a game of chess. But I didn't know how to play chess. So I went out to look for a chess teacher. The only way to find a good chess teacher is to lure one out of their cozy chess cave with freshly baked cookies. But I didn't know how to bake cookies, so I went to look for a cooking school. I found one, but it was, like all good cooking schools, very well defended with a high stone wall. I couldn't climb over the wall, so I went looking for a master climber who could teach me to climb a very high stone wall. Master climbers live very high up on the tops of mountains and at the tips of very tall trees, and the only way to get to a master climber for climbing lessons is to climb, which I couldn't do yet, remember, or to play the official call of the master climber on the flute. Well, I certainly couldn't play the flute, and it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me that in order to learn how to play the banjo and find a banjo-tracking master, swim to a sailing instructor, beat the swim coach at chess, lure a chess teacher with cookies, climb a wall into a baking school, and summon a master climber, that I would have to learn how to play the flute. But a lot of things in this world don't make very much sense. So, I went looking for a flute teacher. North American flute teachers travel in large packs and are migratory teachers. I had to find a flautologist to help me learn the ways and migratory paths of packs of North American flute teachers. Everyone, it seems, knows a good flautologist. I was pretty much surrounded by experts in flautology, whether it was in classes at the local community center, the junior college, or just friends, family, and neighbors. And it wasn't long before I had plotted the migratory path of the North American flute teacher. Just as they were headed back north for springtime, I was able to catch a terrific North American flute teacher in my flute teacher net. And she taught me to play the flute. I only learned one song, The Call of the Master Climber. I called the Master Climber with it. The Master Climber scurried down her very tall and steep mountain and taught me the ways and skills of climbing. I returned to the cooking school and handily scaled, which is climber lingo for climbed all the way up, 
The high stone wall. Once I was inside, I enrolled in their cookie baking class. Once I graduated, with distinction in the field of chocolate chip cookies, I took a batch of freshly baked chocolate chip cookies to the mouth of a very cozy-looking chess cave. Sure enough, out popped a chess teacher. I learned how to play chess over cookies and milk. Having learned the game of chess, I went back to the swimming pool. I did not beat the swim coach in chess on my first, second, or fiftieth try, but eventually I beat her. She, as promised, taught me to swim. I had to swim for a long time before a good sailing instructor sailed by, and I just pretended to be swimming casually when the not-so-good sailing instructors would ahoy me. Sailing people are always yelling ahoy at people. That is, really, the best part of sailing. The sailing instructor, the good one, hauled me onto her boat and taught me to sail. With a hearty ahoy, I launched my own sailboat toward the island of the only known banjo teacher tracking master. It had been a long and unexpected road, but I was very close now to my goal. Soon, I would be able to track down a banjo teacher. I landed and stepped onto the banjo teacher tracking master's island. There was a path that wound through the thick jungle. I followed the path. It led to a door. I knocked on the door. The banjo teacher tracking master opened the door and we became friends. We climbed trees, we baked cookies, we played chess, we swam in the waters around the island, we sailed to distant lands and saw wondrous things, and all the while the banjo teacher tracking master taught me the secret, mystical, subtle art of tracking a wild banjo teacher. When it was time, when I was finally ready, the banjo teacher tracking master sent me on my way. I miss him. I went back to the forest of banjo teachers. It did not seem nearly so dense or frightening this time. It was alive with the signs and clues of banjo teacher activity now that I knew what to look for. The way the wind blew the banjo-y scents through the trees. The snapped twigs. The small little footprints. The scattered remains of banjo strings. These things and more led me to my banjo teacher. And now, finally, I can play you this song. Thank you.
special magic beans for sale. It'll only cost you one cow. Come on now. Come on, bring me your cow. Bring it on down to me and I'll trade you for my most magical beans. Magic beans. I don't know what they'll do. Grow overnight to a towering beanstalk that'll take you into the clouds? I don't know. Maybe. Explode when you water them? Well, perhaps. I don't know. They're magic. Who can say? They might just be beans. They might be delicious beans. They might be beans that make you sleepy, make you fly, make you wake up in another world where all the cats all talk and people just sleep in the sun all day. I don't know. Magic beans don't follow any rules. All I need is a cow. I'm sure you have a cow. Bring me your cow and I will trade you wonderful, magical, terrible beans. Well, just listen to what these satisfied customers have to say. Hi, my name is Jack. Uh, I traded a cow for three beans. And at first, my family was really mad. But then the beans grew into a huge beanstalk overnight, so I climbed it. And to make a long story short, now I have a goose that lays golden eggs. So, yeah, the magic beans for a cow trade was really a good call for my family and me. When I planted my magic beans, they didn't do anything. I thought that old man cheated me out of a cow. Then four years later, I woke up and there was a tree in my yard that grew toasters. Really, I have a toaster tree. I never wanted a toaster tree, but now I sell the toasters. I'm not rich, but there are worse jobs. Let me know if you need a toaster. The new crop should be ripe soon. When I traded my cow for some magic beans, I didn't even plant them. I boiled them right up away on the stove. My husband and I had bean soup for dinner that night. Now we both have wings. It's hard to find clothes and we can't sleep on our backs. But otherwise, things have worked out pretty well. Do you see what I'm talking about? Magic beans! I had no idea those things would happen. All I know is that I have magic beans coming out my ears. Really, actually coming out of my ears. But I don't need magic beans. I need cows. So come down. Trade me your cow. Try my magic beans. Magic beans! of space, a backdrop of stars, an interview comes a large, hulking, sputtering spaceship. It is the space delicatessen of Admiral Snackbox. It's a snack! Inside, we find Admiral Snackbar talking to his security officer. Tabasco! Tabasco! Cornelius, what is it? I told you. Call me Admiral. Sorry, Admiral. That's better. I'm looking for the shipment of cheddar cheese. It does not look like it came in. What happened? I'm sorry, sir. The cheddar cheese shipment called in. They're delayed one day. 
This is terrible. What are our chefs going to do? How can they make grilled cheese sandwiches without cheddar cheese? I'm not sure, sir. This may be a rash suggestion, but perhaps we use Swiss. Nonsense. Chefs, come here. Yes, Cornelius uh, Admiral, uh, sir. Chef A. Yep. Chef B. Yes, sir. We're out of cheddar cheese. Cheddar cheese? How about we make the grilled cheese? Oh my, that is a dilemma, sir. We have a tailgate party before the space hockey game. In the Gromula Galaxy, we need to make 4,000 grilled cheese sandwiches. And we have no cheddar cheese. Also, the engines are broken. Oh my, how will we make such cheese sandwiches? The, the engines sir? are broken, sir? Yes, Tabasco. Go down and talk to Peps and see what you can do. Security agent Tabasco makes his way down the rusty, clunky bucket of bolts excuse for a spaceship down to the engine room. Peps! Yeah? Where are you? I'm down here! Are you aware that the engines are broken? I don't know! Uh, well they are. Okay, should I fix them? The Admiral requests that you repair them immediately. Okay. Engineer Peps? Yeah! This is Admiral Snapbar! What do you want? I need a status on the engines! Well, I'm gonna fix them. Just need to replace some wires. Also, the ovens don't work either! I'll fix them after I fix the engine! Hurry up, Peps! Okay! Now, chefs, tell me what your plan is. If we can't make grilled cheese. Well, sir, we could make, uh... Cheese and crackers! We don't have any cheese. Oh, yeah. We could make grilled pickles instead. But there will be Flosburns there, and Flosburns hate pickles. That we don't want to deal with an angry Flosburn again. You remember what happened last time. Yes. I'm glad your arm grew back. Right. You're up here pretty fast, Peps. Is the engines working? Yeah. Fantastic. Now fix the ovens. Okay. Chef A, you haven't said anything. What's your idea? Chef B seems to be coming up with all the ideas. Maybe I only need one chef back there. My idea, we make croutons. Everybody likes croutons. That's right. But they aren't grilled cheese sandwiches. No, but everyone likes croutons. That's very true. All right. Pops! Yeah? Fire up the engines. We're okay. heading to the granular system. Okay. But, sir, what are we going to do with thousands and thousands of pounds of bread? <sighs> croutons. I think we should put... Croutons in bread make crouton sandwiches. Tabasco! Yes, sir. Into the mess hall! Double quick! Someone is stealing the snacks! I'm right there, sir! Well, isn't Agent Tabasco getting his workout today? He tears through the ship like a hurricane on his way to the mess hall. Freeze! You'll never catch me. This is Terry Tabasco, Chief Security Officer of Admiral Snackbar's ship. Where's his grilled cheese? 
These uh, croutons are delicious, but... Uh, oh, what's that behind you? Look over there! What? <laughs> He'll never catch me. No, he's escaped! Lock all the doors! <sighs> Escape pod number seven has just ejected! <sighs> That's no. terrible! Sir, we need to send out a ship after him. We've lost all the croutons! Caps! Caps! Yes! Get me the communications! Okay! Open the channel to Escape Pod 7! Yeah! All of my hard work lost to some snack stealer. Is the communication channel open? Yeah! To the thief in Escape Pod 7! Bring back our croutons or we will be forced to use force. <laughs> Admiral Snackbar, is it? <laughs> You'll never catch me. Also, these croutons are stale. That's despicable. Our croutons are not stale. They're just mildly old. Will the crew be able to catch Escape Pod 7? Will they regain their croutons? Will they be able to deliver food? to the tailgate parties for space hockey. Tune in next time in the adventures of Admiral Snackbar. It's a snack! Wow. Thank you guys so much. That, that radio drama was sent to us by my brother and his family. So thanks Mike and Dante and Marina and Val and Nico because that was wonderful to listen to it's a snack i love it and now just in case you were wondering what you could ever do with your time for the rest of your life or the rest of your day or right now we bring you this song well if it's time to draw and you're not sure what to do you've got your crayons and markers and some paints and pencils too and you're looking at that empty page and it's staring back at you draw a dragon draw a dragon not a flower a house or a wagon draw a dragon draw a dragon no more lollygagging and lagging so just draw a dragon draw a dragon they're the very best things to draw Oh, dragons, 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 no matter where you are. Now, if you drew a dragon and the picture is all done, but you're still sitting at the table and you think it might be fun to draw another picture, but you're not sure where to begin. Draw another dragon, draw a dragon With the scales all zigging and zagging Draw a dragon, draw a dragon I don't mean to be bossy and nagging Just draw a dragon, draw a dragon They're the very best things to draw Oh, dragons, 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 dragons No matter where you are Oh, well, if you drew two dragons and your drawn hand is sore, but you've still got all that paper, markers, pencils, and pens galore, 
then maybe, oh yes, maybe, you could draw me just one more. Oh, one more dragon, draw another dragon, with a mustache all droopy and sagging. Draw a dragon, draw a dragon, with this big happy tail all a wagging. Just draw a dragon, draw a dragon, they're the very best things to draw. Oh, dragons, 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 no matter where you are. At home or in a car, on a rocket going to Mars, flying around the stars with a friend whose name is Lars, smoking big cigars, hanging at the samovar, sipping coffee in a jar in Russia with the Tsar. <gasps> Draw a dragon. Yeah! Draw a dragon. you have a great day having adventures and having good sleep. Bye, Geo Gator talking now. Hi everybody, this is Geo talking to you. Thanks Emmy for that really nice introduction. I'm still here with Emmy. Emmy, is Emmy are you still here? Yes. Great. And uh, we're just in the office on one microphone. And we are glad that you are here, too. Yeah, it's very nice of you to be here to listen with us. We were going to do some recording so that you guys could hear it on the radio show. And we hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, we do. Because when you guys have a great weekend, then you're happy. And we're really hoping that you have some good times and good adventures. That's really what we're all about here. And we also hope that you also have a very good day at your school. And I hope you come home safely. Yeah, I also hope that you come home safely. And I also hope that whatever you're having for dinner tonight is your favorite thing for dinner. And that if you have something um, special for dessert planned, that it's your favorite dessert. And if... You don't really want to have dessert, don't have it. Yeah, you don't have to. It's like extra at the end of dinner. So if you want it, great. But if you don't, you don't have to have it. You could just hang out or play piano or play with the dog or go upstairs and take a bath. Or you could record something on your microphone in the office. Yeah, you could. And if you don't have an office with a microphone in it, you could record something on a phone because phones have microphones on them. And if you record something that you want to put on the radio, you could send it to us at mail at benedettiville.com. Yeah, and you also could write a really pretty drawing that we would want in our house at um, the Benedettiville's house. Yeah, if you make a beautiful drawing, we would love to see it, and we would love to put it up in our house at the Benedettiville house, which is our house. And um, and then we could be pen pals, and we could send you a pretty drawing, and if you like it, you could put it up on the walls of your house, and we could do drawing trades. Yeah, and you could also draw a dragon yeah. drawing. Um, or you could draw a rainbow one or a dragon drinking coffee. 
Or you could draw a horse with stickers, and you could also take pictures of you riding horses, real life horses, and you could also look for dragons and panda bears. Yeah, I think、uh, a really good time sounds like looking for dragons and panda bears in a forest. So maybe we could do that this weekend, Demi. Yeah, and you could also draw a castle of a dragon. Oh, that would be really cool too. So there's all kinds of things you could draw, and we would love it, and we'd love to put it up on our walls here. So just send it to us, mail at benedettiville.com, and we'd love to hear from you. And that's all I have to say. Do you have anything else to say right now, Amy? Yes, I would say if you want to get hurt, just call the police. They'll come. They'll、uh, um, help you feel better. And you should also not really ride those scooter bikes at your house because they could really. And if you have a wind with a bump at your bottom. Don't ride it down. Walk the bike down, or is let it go down and and make the bump by itself and fall down. Bye. 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 Wow, Emmy, thanks so much for all of those really helpful suggestions. And I would just like to say to all the people out there that if you do want to be pen pals with us and send us your drawings, we would love to send drawings back to you. We could put them up on each other's walls of our houses, and you can do that. You can get in touch with us very easily、uh, at benedettiville.com. We also have a Facebook page. We're very accessible on the computers. You might even see us downtown cruising around and say hi. Yeah, it's that easy. Don't be shy. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode here of Benedettiville Small Town Adventures. I guess Emmy was right. It really is the end. It is the end. You were right, Em. Is、so、there anything it- you want to say, Stella? Yes, I would like to say goodbye to my very good friend Maggie, even though I'm going to her house right after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to good to know that, Sarah. We're coming over. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of episode four of Benedettiville Small Town Adventures. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week right here on KPCA 103.3 FM, streaming live on the net at kpca.fm. Benedettiville is Geogen, Stella, and Emmeline Benedetti. All stories and silliness in this episode were co-created by Geogen, Stella, and Emmeline, Elias, and Eliana Hirsch, Mike, Dante, Marina, Val, and Nico Benedetti. All the music that you heard behind the scenes, noodling around, was written by Geo. Today we had Stella playing ukulele on the Beans commercial, commercial, and you heard songs by Natalie Merchant, Benedettiville, and the jazz tune was Kenny Drew and Niels Henning Orsted Peterson, and、uh, Emmy was doing some improvised keyboard stuff behind her own、uh, public service announcements. There, we'd like to thank, as always, Rob, Jared, and John down here at PCA. Thanks, Jared. And、uh, we would like to thank Mr. Mushroom, aka Darwin DeShazer, for the wonderful interview. Thanks. We'd also like to thank the parents of Petaluma Parent Nursery School and our little friends Stella, Ryland, Teddy, and Bryce. We'd also like to thank Esme, Chloe, and Will, Morgan, Paxton, and Chase, Samuel, Rowan, and Molly. Thanks, guys. And if you guys out there have any stories, ideas that you want to tell us, please get in touch. Mail at Benedettiville or on the website.、Um, we'd like to thank our sponsors: Toothbrush, Magic Beans, Coffee gets us through every week. Anything else that we missed? All right, 
then we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so well, much for tuning in. we did miss in. one thing. We missed Emmy saying goodbye. We did miss Emmy saying goodbye. Emmy? Goodbye, Emmy. Bye, and, and wonk, wonk, garbage. <laughs>